The America's National Parks podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sun-smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every L.L. Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit LLBean.com to shop now. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Some national parks will require entry reservations this summer. I'm Jason Epperson, and this week on America's National Parks, I'll tell you which ones and break down all the details. I'm standing along the Blue Ridge Parkway, which for the first time in 2020, was the most visited of the over 400 National Park Service sites, edging out Golden Gate National Recreation Area. Just down the road, about 90 miles from here, is Great Smoky Mountains National Park, which consistently ranks as the top visited of the 63 major national parks. I can confirm after visiting the Smokies last week, the Tennessee side is as busy as ever, though there are still plenty of quiet recreation opportunities to be found. The parkway here is just beginning to really open up for the season. As the Blue Ridge Mountains prepare for the big display of bright green foliage and bursts of colorful wildflowers. The Blue Ridge Mountains and the Smoky Mountains are our most popular recreation destinations, primarily due to the fact that two thirds of Americans live within a day's drive of here. But national park sites around the country saw a major boost in visitation after COVID closures relaxed in the middle of 2020. So much so that some parks implemented reservation systems, both to reduce the number of visitors and allow for social distancing and to protect the resources from large crowds. It's to be expected that the 2021 summer travel season will be huge again for national park visitation and more parks are going to be requiring ticketed entry reservations that you have to get in advance of showing up, including Zion, Yosemite, Rocky Mountain, Glacier, Carlsbad Caverns, and Acadia. It can all be a bit confusing and they all work in different ways, but I'm going to go quickly through the different park reservation requirements and tell you how to secure them. Acadia National Park up in Maine is requiring vehicle reservations for the popular Cadillac Summit Road. Now, this isn't a COVID measure, but because of the popularity up there, it's something you ought to be aware of if you're going to visit Acadia. These permits are required from May 26th to October 19th and are required from two hours before sunrise until sunset. Permits are going to be released in two batches. Advanced reservations are released 90 days in advance, and a second batch of reservations are released two days in advance at 10 a.m. Eastern. Reservations can be made for Cadillac Summit Road and for most parks at recreation.gov. And I'll link directly to the park's reservation pages in the description below. Most reservations will cost you a small fee and do not include your regular park entry fees that you'll pay if you don't already have a national parks pass or an annual pass to that particular park. A Cadillac Summit Road reservation will cost you $6 per vehicle. Carlsbad Caverns National Park is doing timed entry for those wishing to do a self-guided tour of the cave. You can either hike down in the natural entrance or take the elevator down, but both require a reservation. Those reservations open 30 days in advance and will cost you a dollar to reserve online. You'll need one for each person in your party. This is different from most national park reservations that are going to require one reservation per vehicle at Carlsbad Caverns since it's a tour you're going to need one for each of you. 
Glacier National Park will require an entry pass to drive going to the Sun Road, which transverses the park from May 28th to September 6th from 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. And entry passes are valid for seven consecutive days. They'll be released in two batches, 60 days in advance and two days in advance. The 60 day in advance passes will go on sale April 29th at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. On April 29th, passes for May 28th to June 28th are gonna go on sale. After that, they'll be on a rolling 60-day window. About 75% of passes will be released at that time, and then the remaining 25% are released the two days in advance. The time's a little unclear at this moment, but it is likely to be 6 a.m. Mountain Time. There's a $2 service fee per pass. If you have a reservation for lodging or camping or horseback riding along going to the Sun Road, an entry pass is already included for the duration of that reservation. Visitors arriving by foot or bicycle do not need an entry pass for going to the Sun Road, and entry passes are not required to access other park roads, such as Mini Glacier, Two Medicine, or Bowman Lake. Rocky Mountain National Park is requiring timed entry permits from May 28th to October 31st. Rocky Mountain has two timed entry zones, the Bear Lake Corridor and then the rest of the park, excluding Bear Lake Corridor. Rocky Mountain timed entry passes will give you a two-hour window to enter the park, but these passes also do not guarantee parking space. You'll need a permit for every day you plan to visit the park. The Bear Lake Corridor will require a timed entry pass from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m., and the rest of the park entrance will require timed entry from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., so you can come in outside of those times without a permit. An entry pass is included if you have a camping or lodging reservation. There is a $2 service fee per entry pass. Permits will be released in two batches. Advanced entry permits are released on the first day of the month for the following month at 8 a.m. Mountain Time starting on May 1st. May 28th through May 31st permits will be released on May 1st as well. A second block of tickets will be released the day before at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. So you can get those sort of last minute if you weren't able to get them in advance. Yosemite National Park will be doing day use permits from May 21st to September 30th. Each Yosemite day use permit will be valid for three consecutive days. If you have a reservation for lodging, camping, or wilderness permits, a day use pass is included for the duration of your stay or for three days, whichever is longer. Permits will be released in two batches again and cost $2 again. For May 21st to June 30th, you can get them on April 21st. For July 1st through July 31st, you can get them on April 28th. And for August 1st through August 31st, you can get them on May 5th. And for September 1st to September 30th, you can get them on May 12th. A second batch of tickets will be released again at Yosemite, but this time seven days in advance. Zion National Park is requiring a timed entry reservation to ride the Zion Shuttle into Zion Canyon, which is the only way to access the most popular area of the park and all the sites along that scenic canyon drive, including popular trailheads like Emerald Pools, Angels Landing, and the Narrows. Cars cannot drive into the canyon, so everyone planning to ride the shuttle needs a ticket, including people staying at the Zion Lodge or camping in the park, and you'll need one again for each person in your party. There are three different Zion shuttle ticket releases. Advanced tickets are released twice a month on the 16th and the last day of the month for the following month. These tickets are released at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, and a second batch of tickets are released one day in advance at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. There are then a limited number of walk-up space available tickets released every day between 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock p.m. 
If you can't get a Zion shuttle ticket, private shuttles are available, or you can rent bicycles in the town of Springdale. All the details for national park reservations can be found in an article I have up on the RV Miles website, which I'll link to in the description for this episode. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson. Our big thanks to Jennifer Melroy at nationalparkobsessed.com for helping us gather all the info together. It's a great resource for any national park visit. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. For more great American destinations, give us a listen at the Sea America podcast. And if you're interested in RV travel, find us at the RV Miles podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys all over social media as our wandering family. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks. <laughs>